0: You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook, book one in the Talionis series. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malese. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. If you haven't been following along with us up until now, be sure to check out the previous episodes. Now... Grab your favorite hot beverage and hold on tight as we dive back in. Chapter 19 My feet move of their own accord to Ari's bed, and next thing I know, I'm perched on the edge. I need to know, right? We waited for you, Ari says. I think I nod, but I'm uncertain. Who's first? Ari asks. Let's look at a town none of us are from, see if we can figure out exactly what the watchers do before we discover who the ones from our hometowns are, Nika suggests. Yes, I say the word too quickly, but my friends don't seem to notice. I scoot further onto the bed, next to Ari, so I can see over her shoulder. She picks a town at random, opens the file, and a list of watchers populates the screen. Four watchers from this town. Four names. Four faces, and underneath them, a list of the teens in the town with stats next to each name, like they were grading them, determining their skill levels. A few of the names are bold with the word recruit next to them. Ari clicks one of the names, Lex Penetov. His face appears in the top right corner of a new screen, a face I vaguely recognize from trainings. He's not in our unit, but I've seen him around. Under his name and picture are more stats, including a psychological profile. The three of us are silent as our eyes scan the words, confirming what Ari thought. The Watchers are spies for Talionis. They're the reason we're here. Ari goes out of Lex's profile and returns to the list of towns. She scrolls for a moment, finds the city she's from, and then opens the file. I barely register as she says names aloud, names that mean nothing to me, but everything to her. She shrinks back when she's finished, face pinched in hurt and confusion. Now she knows the names of the people who betrayed her, the ones who sent her here. Who's next? Her voice is higher than normal. Nika, I say. I'm not ready. Not yet. Nika's lips press into a grim line, but she takes the screen when Ari offers it to her. That Ari is parting with the tech rather than insisting on doing it for Nika tells me more than words ever could. There's no hesitation as Nika scrolls and then taps on the name of her hometown. Her face hardens as she reads silently. She looks up after a moment. I know all of them. Babysat for one lady after her husband died in an accident. And yet, here I am. She passes me the screen. List after list of towns fills the screen. My eyes scan the names listed in alphabetical order. I scroll quickly past the A's, B's, and C's and come to the D's. Dabin, Denin, Dirin, Delanto, Derby. My town. My home. Dread climbs up each vertebrae of my spine, twists down my arm and pulsates from my finger. When I push this button... I'll find out the names of the people whose actions destroyed my life, the ones who betrayed me. I need to know. I want to know. Don't I? Suddenly, I'm not sure. My finger drops, and I open the file. Three names are listed. Mayor Tessin and Mrs. Grendon, but it's the third one that seems to rise off the screen, consuming my vision. Shock and horror slap against me in waves that alternate between hot and cold as I stare at the name. Elena Blywees, my aunt. I force myself to look at her picture into her eyes. Her stern gaze stares back at me. Blood drains from my face. No, no, this can't be right. Aunt Elena and I may have had our differences, but betraying me to these people? She would never do that. But the protests in my mind sink before I can cling to them, like trying to use seaweed as a flotation device. Foolish. I'm gripping the screen so hard my fingers are turning white. You knew them, Nika says. I nod once. Yes, one of them was my aunt. I sound detached, disconnected. Ari inhales deeply, but neither says a word. What is there to say? I was betrayed, just like they were, but the one who sent me here was family. I hand the screen back to Ari and get off the bed. I take two steps and then face Nika and Ari. What now? I don't know, Nika says. I nod again, then exit the room. As soon as I'm alone in the hallway, a rushing sounds in my ears until I can't hear anything else. You were betrayed. You were betrayed. You were betrayed. The words are branded on my eyes, echoing in my ears, capturing each breath until I can only manage sucking in oxygen in quick and shallow bursts. My entire body shakes. I lean against the wall as my aunt's betrayal tears through me. I slam my fist into the wall. Why did she do it? She claimed to love me, and yet she let them kidnap me. No, she told them to kidnap me. She looked me in the face day after day, pretended to care about me, played with me as a girl, taught me how to do things as I grew up. And it was all an act. Empty words of love empty promises of wanting the best for me, all just preparing for the day when she would sell me away to strangers. Everything was ripped away from me forever because of her. I reach for where my necklace should be, my hands finding the bare place on my neck. Everything I ever cared about has been torn from me or destroyed by me. Time passes, but I'm not sure how long I stand here. Lights dim, noises from the other rooms cease, recruits are going to bed and i can't move away from the wall what now the question i asked nika earlier pulses in my mind how do i move forward knowing everything i know sir yes sir a girl screams out the words from a room a couple of doors down the hall i flinch they're breaking us haunting us in our sleep and we were all sent here by people we knew I push away from the wall and ease open the door to my room. It doesn't matter how much gruel I have to eat or how disgusting the chores are they make me do. I'm not giving them the satisfaction of seeing me work hard and becoming the recruit they want me to be. My skills are all I have left, and they're not for sale to make my life easier. My band buzzes and beeps out a steady alarm on the nightstand next to my bed, growing louder with each second. I pry my eyes open and rub my hand over them, but it doesn't wipe away the grittiness. I fumble through the dark and grab my band. The alarm stops, but the buzzing continues. That won't stop until I enter the kitchen for my pre-training chores. It feels like I just fell asleep. And I probably did. Nika and Ari were still awake when I entered the room last night, and the three of us were up way too late talking. Well, Ari and Nika talked. I mostly sat there. They concluded that there must be more to the watchers than we know. But my conclusion is that what we know is enough. Even after we stopped talking, I couldn't fall asleep, just stared at the ceiling. And now I have kitchen duty. Somehow I get myself up and dressed and out the door before my band starts up another alarm. I enter the kitchen to find the cook, Tilly, already bustling about the room. For a plump little woman, she moves around the kitchen with impressive speed. She looks over when she hears me enter. "'Oh, good! You're here!' The words rush out of her mouth. "'Prep the eggs!' The other recruits assigned kitchen duty make their way in, and the kitchen swarms with activity. I move toward my designated station, my eyes drooping. I just want to go back to bed. Someone enters the kitchen, his arms overladen with sacks of produce. He sets the bags down, and I recognize him immediately as the guy I've seen in physical conditioning and in the bunker last night. I turn back to the multitude of eggs I'm supposed to be cracking, glad that this time he didn't notice me. A shell drops in. I fish it out, but it gets lost in the egg goop. Someone's in for an unpleasant surprise, though it won't be me. Day-old oatmeal is my typical breakfast. I yawn, and my jaw pops. Hey. The low voice by my shoulder makes me jump and causes me to drop an entire egg into the bowl. I spin toward the voice. Mystery guy stands next to me, grinning, white teeth blazing against his dark skin, his blue eyes sparkling. Sorry to startle you. I glare at him and then turn and attempt to remove the slimy egg from the bowl. Since I've been seeing you around so much, I figured I'd introduce myself. He pauses, but I keep my focus on the egg retrieval as it slips from my fingers. I'm Matthias. I give a curt nod, but say nothing. I've made enough of a fool of myself in front of this guy already, and I'm not interested in him knowing anything about me, even my name. He stands there, watching me as I finally remove the egg. Well, hopefully, I keep seeing you around, he says. I make the mistake of looking at him. He flashes a smile and a wink, then saunters off whistling. I frown. He's in way too good of a mood this early in the morning. And what is a cadet doing delivering produce to the recruit's kitchen anyway? I go back to prepping the eggs, but to my irritation, I can't get Matthias's face out of my mind. Must be more exhausted than I thought. I hope you're looking forward to continuing the story next week and finding out what happens with Bria and her friends. If you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold starting October 6, 2023. If you're on the hunt for other great books, discover more epic clean young adult reads on the Read Clean YA with CJ podcast. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by CJ Malasi, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you next week.